0: Well, as Mike has been saying, over the last couple of weeks, we have been um, uh, imagining eternity with uh, local schools and with our community, uh, imagining what eternity could be like. And if you have uh, joined us as a result of that invitation, can I just say uh, add my welcome to that of uh, Mike's. It is great that you are with us. Uh, this morning. Maybe you're watching online. It's great that you, you're watching, and I hope that you will find uh, this morning helpful. Those who've been here have been taken on a journey. If you if you were here, you'll have seen it. Um, if, if you weren't, let me just very briefly say what happened. People came in through the through the, the double doors at the, at the back of church for us now, underneath the uh, the bell tower. They were they were shown pictures of creation, and we were reminded how how God created the world perfectly. And then we, we thought a little bit more. They came in more into the church and they had a whole series of these blackboards. And as Mike was telling us, they were encouraged to write on things that they disliked. Um, and and to, to encourage to think about how and why the world is not as perfect as it was created to be. That's what they were encouraged to do. Then they came sort of further to the front, and on the other side of these boards were these yellow boards where they were encouraged to write things that they would love to be in their perfect world and what a perfect world could look like. And there were beanbags down here and comfortable sofas and balloons. That's why we've kept those uh, here in um, this morning. And what I want to do just for the next few minutes is to spend a little bit of time thinking about how all of this to this is possible? How is it possible to get from where we are now in a world of so much sadness and hurt and pain? How is it possible to get from that to a place of such perfection? And to do that, we're going to begin by hearing some words of Jesus. And Nathan's going to come and read those uh, for us now. So I'll hand the mic over to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. But Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Great. Thank you, Nathan. Well, because uh, we have spent some time imagining eternity and um, thinking about eternity as a great big party, I thought we could have our own party this morning. Is that all right? All right. Who wants to have a party this morning? Put your hands up if you want a party. Yeah, we won a party this morning, which is great. So um, what do we have at parties? We have party hats. So if you'd like a party hat, put up your hand. Uh, my helpers here are going to... Uh, if you would like a party popper, put up your hand. Now, with the party poppers, if you are a younger person, you have to have a responsible adult... <laughs> who will take the party popper for you. Do not pop the popper, adult, or do not give your popper to your child until I say, and until the manner in which I say it. Because there will be people here today who perhaps don't like loud noises and shocks, so I'm going to tell you when we pop the poppers in a moment to signal the start of our party. Um, and, uh, and we'll do it in a safe way, so we'll do it up in the air, all party poppers up in the air, please, not to anyone else. But if you are a younger person, you will need an adult with you. So while these are, are being dished out, okay, we're going to put on our hats. Yep, put on our hats now. That's great. We're having a party. My next question is what is, if we're at a party, what is the, the best game to play at a party? Hands, hands up. Best, best game to play at a party? Pass the, pass the parcel it is. Look, here we go. So I thought this morning we could play a game of pass the parcel. Thank you, chaps. And uh, what we're going to do, uh, in a moment, adults, uh, you can give the popper to your child. We're going to start the game of pass the parcel with a countdown. I'll say three, two, one. We'll pop the poppers, the music will start, and we will pass the parcel. But first, let me tell you what's going to happen with these parcels. This side of the church is going to have one parcel, and this side of the church is going to have a parcel as well. And we're going to pass it down the rows and back. And you know what happens? When the music stops, you get to reveal, um, uh, you get to tear off one of the... Um, the wrappings on the parcel. This is past the parcel with a difference because it's also a quiz. So when you re- re- reveal the layer, there will be a statement as well as a little, little gifty, tokeny prize type thing, varying degrees of quality. Um, <laughs> uh, as well as that, there will be a statement. And well, one side will have a statement, the other side will have whether that statement is true or fa- false. Okay? And if you have a statement, you have to guess. Whether it's true or false, and the other side will tell you, and vice versa. You're so confused, but it will make sense. Okay, right. Here we go. I have two parcels. Let me let me uh, give one down here to begin with, and another another here. So just pass it. A, you know, you know how to play pass the parcel. It's very simple. When the music stops, the parcel stops. Okay. But to get our party going, okay, the music will start after our countdown. So, uh, kids, if you want to get your popper, put it up in the air, please. After three, we will. We'll start our party and we will play, but yeah, and if you wanna, if you don't like bangs, please cover your ears, just be prepared, there's gonna be some pops now. So after three, one, two, three, woo, woo, go. go on, go on, yeah. And some music please. Oh, there it stops. Where have we got to? Where have we got to? I don't know, we've missed some. Okay, right, so if you'd like to rip off the first layer, just the first layer, that multicolored layer, don't go any more than the multicolored layer. And uh, who's got the first statement? I can't remember. What, I don't know which side it's going to be on. So one of you will have a statement, and one of you will have a, th- a word that says true or false. Have we got that? Can you just take the mic, Nathan, to uh, to Andrew? It's about one, two, three, four, five layers back. Oh, I don't know. It might be on this side actually. Who's got the statement? I don't know. Who's, is it a statement or is it a, a, just a true or false? True. Okay. Oh. <laughs> You didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. (laughs) Just. Do I read it now? Okay. Yeah. Radio mic here, Um, Max. If that's possible, go on, Andrew. Okay. Okay. This is this is a statement. Is this true or is this false? Pretending that you've not heard. Okay. Yes. There are now more Lego minifigures in the world than there are living humans. Ooh, gosh. There are now more Lego minifigures in the world. There should have been a little Lego minifigure with you there. You can pass that to a younger person if you don't want the Lego minifigure. There may even have been a little chocolate there as well. There are now more Lego minifigures in the world than there are living human beings. This side, you have to decide, is that true or is that false? What do we think? We think it's true. We think it's true. Okay. Probably true. Oh, well, it does say true on here, doesn't it, that we had on this side. It says... It says true on the packet. Yeah, it's probably true. Lego actually haven't released figures for about eight years. Probably because they're worried about how much plastic they're putting out and (laughs) all the rest of it. But, But probably just before COVID, given the amount that was being produced year on year on year, we hit that point where there were more Lego minifigures in our world than there are actually people alive. Okay, let's go on then. More music, please. And let's go to the next layer. Oh, where we got to? We've got another layer to unwrap now. So if you un- unwrap the blue layer. Who have we got? We've got Michael on this side. Who's on the other side? Can't see behind the pillar. We're unwrapping. Oh, what have we got? What have you unwrapped? We've unwrapped carrots. <laughs> you, can, you, can unwrap, you can remember those times when you just couldn't wait to unwrap it, Michael, and you ripped it apart. That's fine. <laughs> Come on, keep going, keep going. So hopefully, keep, keep unwrapping the blue, the blue packets. There we go. Now hopefully on the other side of that, as well as having a carrot, by the way, all of these prizes you can eat in some way, apart from the Lego minifigure. Um, so you should have a statement, have you now, on the other side of the, of the packet there, Michael? Come on then, t- tell us a statement. Eating carrots makes you see in the dark. Eating carrots makes you see in the dark. Okay. This side, is this true? or is this false? Ooh. What are we saying? Who should you shout loudest? I'm, I'm hearing false more than I'm hearing true. What are we saying on this side? It's false. It is false. Okay. Here you go. Geek out on the science carrots do contain caroten or carotene i don't know how you say that it's a natural compound that is needed to construct the light receiving apparatus in the back of your you know in, in your eye but they won't actually help you see in the dark <laughs> did who knew who knew gosh finding out what's true and false is quite difficult isn't it okay next last one let's go more music please at the back oh there we go where have we where have we ended up so i think we're back to another statement on this side i can't see who's behind the pillar who's who's got it someone tell me Rupert's got it as he I can't see behind the pillar. So I think you'll have a statement here Rupert if you could uh... There's no there's no prize just at this point so just uh, just read children out the statement. Hyper. So just say it again? Sugar makes children hyper. Sugar makes children hyper. Is this true? Or is this false, this side? By the way, if you're unwrapping here, uh, Sandra's got the answer. So, what do we think? Is it true or false? Sugar makes kids hyper. What do we think? Oh, again, it's a mixture, isn't it? It's again, who's going to shout loudest? False. I think we're saying it's false. Sugar doesn't make children hyper. It depends. False. It's false oh it's false controversial well here you go it kind of does depend i suppose but according to research done by a chap called professor so it must be good professor david benton he argues that actually children are just acting up to what grown-ups expect Ooh, controversial great okay wherever you are wherever that packet is now you can unwrap that last blue i think is it a blue layer yeah, unwrap the blue layer that's great you, where, where you are Rupert you can unwrap the blue layer as well because the, the final prize is in between now there are little packets of sugar there just in case Professor David Benton was wrong <laughs> can we hang on to those but at the end we would love you to split that packet open share it round and also because it's a party with our tea and coffee we're going to have party rings afterwards okay so we've got, we've got some nice food to enjoy there but, but do you know what? Do you know what? It's not always easy working out what is true and what is false. It's not always easy. Fortunately, though, Jesus helps us with that. Jesus helps us. He wants us to know what is true. He wants us to know what is false. So much so that no less than 78 times in uh, the Bible, Jesus declares something similar to, I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. Truly, I say to you. 78 times. It was obviously important to Jesus. And one of the, th- and, and sorry, and of all the things that Jesus told the truth about, one of the most important is what we heard earlier that Nathan read to us that's on the screen now. There are lots of important truths in this passage. And as we think briefly about eternity, I just want us to concentrate on two of them. Here's the first, truth number one from that passage. Heaven is real. It's a real place. Heaven is real. Look at verse 2. Jesus says, in my Father's house are many rooms. I've highlighted it on the screen so you can see it there. In my Father's house are many rooms. It's, It's a picture of heaven. Jesus is painting here it's a way to think about the reality of eternity he's using picture language to describe a a place with with lots and lots of space in my father's house are many rooms isn't that great so when we imagine eternity we can think of a big space with lots of uh, a big place with lots of space now, I wonder if you ever find yourselves daydreaming about your perfect home. Do you do, you do that? Like, what would, what would be in your, in your perfect home? I do. And, um, you know, I, I do sometimes find myself daydreaming about what I would put in, in all the rooms in my perfect, my massive house in the perfect location. Maybe you're a bit like me. Well, let's see if you can guess what I would have in, in, my, in my house. I need a volunteer. Can I have a volunteer? Come on then, um, Oliver, up you come. Uh, up, 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 you can come up to the front here. Now, Oliver, you have to guess, so if you just stand here, you have to guess what rooms I would have in my perfect house, okay? Yeah. But not just like that, I'm going to give you some clues. I'm going to be kind to you. Now, some of the clues you might need some help from people here, okay? But some of them you might get um, on your own. So, all right, are you ready? I'm gonna, you're going to hear some things. And you have to guess what the different rooms are. So here we go. Clue number one. Are you ready for this? A pool. This is a pool. Absolutely. I would have a swimming pool in my perfect house. Why would I have a swimming pool in my perfect la- house? Well, Deb's likes to swim, and I do too, actually. So uh, that would be that would be good. Now, what do I need for you? You've, you've got a pool. So here you go. Here's some goggles. You can put those over over your net. Na- okay. Okay. Take the hat off. Do you want me to? No, I won't. You'll do it. Great. Are you ready? While you're doing that, are you ready to listen to clue number two? Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you, oh, I wasn't, yeah, great. You can wear them. That's fantastic. Um, so, clue number two. Here's, this is clue number two for another room, all right? Now, you need to think where you might have heard this before. Are we ready? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I would love to have a room in my perfect house where I could watch movies. And particularly 20th century foxes often at the beginning of Star Wars things. So you know where I could have Star Wars just going round and round and round. That would be brilliant. Some of you maybe not. I get that. So so we've got a swimming pool uh, now. If we've got a movie room, what do we need? We need some popcorn. So hold on to the popcorn. There we go. Right, you ready for another one? Yeah. Here we go. Room number three. Now you might need some help for this because I don't know how good your sports theme tunes are. Okay, well, let's see. And if not, maybe there's members of your family that could help you. So here we go. Clue number three, room number three. Uh, my perfect house would have a, a room where we could play snooker or pool. Okay, so we've got our swimming pool. We've got our movie theater. We've got our pool, uh, pool room. We've got two pool rooms. <laughs> okay, right now, clue number four. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Ooh. Nothing. So what, what room is this? It's nothing, but... I wouldn't want anything else. I would, what would I want, though? What can you hear? What's... It's quiet, isn't it? I sure want a quiet room. I want a quiet room. That's right, because given half a chance, I quite like to read. And I also would like to think, and I'd also like to hear God. And one of the best ways that we hear God, of course, is by his word. So I'd want to have... <laughs> I wondered if you would manage this. Okay. Oh, that is heavy, isn't it? You've got it. Shall we put the record on the top? Yeah. That, that a bit more help than the popcorn on the top? Yeah. And then you've got, the, you've got the queue there like that. Right. That's great. So here are all my perfect rooms. Look, there are so many rooms. I've only just scratched the surface. But you, you get the gist. We'd be here all day. But look at these things. We have got uh, exercise. We have got rest. We've got enjoyment. We've got edification. All these wonderful things that I want in my perfect house. But here's the incredible thing, whilst all my silly human dreams are cool, they're not a patch on what our home in eternity is going to be like. You see, all the best things, all the good things, the lovely things about the best, our best human homes, the best that they can be on this earth, they're just merely a a taste, a glimpse, a foretaste of what our eternal heavenly home is. Is going to be like, and how good that will be. Therefore, when we imagine eternity and when we think about what it's going to be like, anything good, anything pure, and right to be enjoyed, anything that is, that is beautiful here will in some way be part of what is going on in eternity there. So why don't we take all this great stuff and, and let's put should we put it in eternity? I know some of you might not, you know, like give your hand, be the heavy Bible. We'll put it in here, we'll protect, there we go. It's sort of representing things that could be there in eternity for us. Thank you very much. You can take a seat. Give him a big hand. Thank you, Oliver. Yeah. Oh, and the goggles, yeah. You're not going to see much there, are we? There we go. Thank you so much for your help. But I'm looking at these things, and I'm thinking to myself of what they represent. I'm thinking actually that something's missing. What's what, what's missing here? I mean, sure, there's there's good stuff. There's exercise. There's rest. There's music. There's fun. There's 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 things to eat. But what's missing here? Anybody? Put put a hand up if you can tell me what's missing. Gone quiet. Anybody? People! Thank you, Angie. People are missing. Family. And in a way, it's the same in eternity. Heaven is a real place. It's a real place, but more importantly, it's the place where God is and where God will be with His people. So we're gonna just to stick that up there, just to reinforce the fact that God is here. Heaven, eternity, is where God is, and people, his people, will be with him forever, and our family then won't be just those people we share a house with and a home with on this earth, oh no, our family then will be all the people who have ever lived, all the people who have ever lived who have believed Jesus and have trusted him when he said he was telling the truth. That's who's going to be in this place. No wonder it's going to be a big place (laughs) with lots of space, which is what Jesus said. So, truth number one, heaven is real. I've put the flicker down somewhere. There we go. Truth number one, heaven is real. It's a real place with God that has lots of fantastic space. But there's an obvious question now, isn't there? If it's a real place, the obvious question that follows is, if it's real, how Do we get there? How do we get to heaven? How do we get from the sadness of this place to the joy and the wonder and the the loveliness, the beauty of this place? Well, it's like me saying to you, look, there's this excellent, there's this unbelievable, there's this party to end all parties and you are invited. You're invited. All of you are invited. What would you say to me? You'd say... Great, where is it? Where is it? How, how do we get there? Which is exactly what one of Jesus' friends says to Jesus. Thomas says to him, look, it's highlighted on the screen. Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? We want to know where you're going, but how can we know the way? And look how Jesus answers him. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except Through me. So, truth number one, heaven is real. Truth number two, Jesus is the only way to heaven. You see, Jesus is telling the truth. He's telling the truth that we don't automatically get to heaven. The road between here and here is closed. It's closed. Excuse us, sorry. Um, Signed, didn't you, oh yeah. Oh, well, if you've got, got it. Well, thank we'll you. Sort that thank away. you very much. Well, there we. Yeah, think I ordered a sign, but let's uh, <laughs> let's let's see what happens with these chaps here. Just to make it really clear for us here that you know when to travel this space and here is actually. Oh look, it's closed. I'm glad these uh, these council chaps were here to help us out this morning. Thank okay. you. No, thank you. Jesus is saying that I am the way the truth and the life in that passage a true way to life that isn't closed and he's also saying that no one comes to the Father except through me but how does that work if the road is closed well we get a clue In another part of the passage that Nathan read to us, just at the start, Jesus says this, I'm going there to prepare a place. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place. Now, what does he mean by that? Does he mean that he's going to prepare it by making it? Is he going to make eternity? Well, no, God's already sort of in charge. He's already done all the creating. He's not going to go and make something. Okay, well, does he mean he needs to prepare it by cleaning it up a bit? And, and tidying it up. You know, a bit like parents will tell your children to tidy your room, won't you? We'll, you know, we've, all, we've all had that. We've all had mum and dad say to that. No, he's not going to do that work of preparation because it's perfectly in order now. It's perfectly in order. Does he mean that he needs to make eternity a little bit better? You know, just a little bit better than it already is. No, it's perfect. What Jesus means is that he needs to prepare The way to get there. He needs to reopen this road. He needs to reopen the road that will get us to heaven. And the only way that he can do that, the only way he can reopen this road, is through this, through the cross. Now, because of all that bad stuff, why is that the case? Well, because of all this bad stuff over here, all this bad stuff that needs sorting out, there is actually a price to pay for this. But on the cross, when Jesus came and died, he paid that price with his life. He paid that price so that we don't have to. And therefore, in a way, the cross is our invitation. Everybody needs an invitation to a party especially to the party or uh, ends all parties. But the cross is our invitation for each one of us. That's why our big cross down at the church center, if you've ever noticed that cross there, just uh, uh, attached to the side of the church center, has the words, for you, written on it. Because it's an invitation. It is for you. And like all invitations, it needs a response. <laughs> The cross of Christ needs a response. If you want to go to the party, you have to accept. So, truth number one, heaven is real. Truth number two, Jesus is the only way to heaven. Heaven is real. The road is closed. But truth number two, Jesus is the only one who can reopen it for you. He's the only way to heaven and he does it on the cross. Look, perhaps you're here this morning and you've never before thought of it like this. Perhaps you've never come to that point of thinking. Actually, I have to accept the invitation for myself. However old you are, however young or however old, maybe this is the first time, and you're thinking, "Gosh, I, you know, I really want to accept that invitation." Well, if you would like to accept that invitation, it's not difficult. It's really very simple. All you've got to do is just talk to God. <laughs> So what you've got to do, just to talk to God, to accept that invitation. So in a moment, I'm going to do that. Um, but let me just first show you what I'm going to pray, how I'm going to talk to God. And then maybe if you would like to accept God's invitation, you can say this prayer with me too. So let me just put it up on the screen. It says this, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the ways I helped to make the world a sad place. Please forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and for reopening that closed road to eternity with you. Please help me to live for you. So if you would like to pray that, you don't have to pray out loud, you can just pray in the quiet of your own heart. I'm going to pray the prayer now, um, but if you would like to, to pray with me, please do so. So let's all close our eyes and I will pray. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the ways I help make the world a sad place. Please forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And reopening the way to an eternity with you. Please help me to live for you now. Amen. Well, if you've prayed that prayer this morning, I'd love to to just chat with you, please just do let me know. And I'd love to be praying for you in the days and, and the weeks ahead. Um, if you'd like to speak to somebody more about what we've been talking about this morning, either Mike or I would love to, but do you know what? Just uh, Maybe just grab any uh, person in this church. They'd love to tell you if they are a Christian, why they are a Christian and what difference that makes uh, in their lives. I'm sure they'd love to do that.